my friends. Join me in your Bibles, if you would, this morning. We're going to be taking a look at uh, Peter's inspired word, his first letter. So this uh, second reading that we heard Carol read just a moment ago, 1 Peter chapter 2 and, and verses 2 to 10 are the reading that we'll take a look at. As we celebrate the blessing of the Lord's resurrection, his new life, Easter, as we, we, we call it, and, and the joy of that new life which brings us into the eagerness of wanting to be where he is. What Philip and Thomas were, were wondering about, which you just heard in the gospel. Lord, we want to be where you are. If, if you're going to leave us by ascending, then take us to be where you are. And we will be there one day, right? Our salvation, our hope, our faith is built on the way, the truth, and the life. This precious cornerstone who is Jesus Christ, the risen and living one. And so we join together today in 1 Peter chapter 2 with those, those people who are eager in their faith also to know Jesus Christ. Spring is a great time to celebrate this kind of eagerness of wanting to be somewhere, right? We're so anxious to, to get outside and, and, and to, and to uh, plant our gardens, to work in the yard. I, I, can, uh, I can remember Jim, and, and some of you who know Jim from our congregation, our fellowship, he's, a, he's an avid gardener. And he would be so anxious to get into his garden, but always he would say, nope, not until Mother's Day. Jim, it's Mother's Day. Go for it and plant your garden. I've been working out in the yard a little bit, getting ready for some things for spring. And one of the things that I'm needing to work on is a, is a retaining wall. And I've, I've been eager to get at it. So, so prior to the, even the ground being ready and, and having the supplies, I'm, I'm having Sam out there. He's... He's moving some stones for me. He's digging some holes and moving some dirt. I've got him good and tired right now, and he's sleeping well at night. And I started to do some things as Sam was, was prepping the ground for me, but I realized I don't have the skills, I don't have the ability, I don't really know what I'm doing here to take this any further. Maybe I need some help. Some help to do the job right and get it done right so that this retaining wall will do what it's purposed to do and be there for a long time and I don't have to come back and do it again. Peter, by the power of the Spirit, is addressing these Christians in his first letter who are eager to be in and of the faith, practicing it, eager to be of this newborn life in Jesus Christ, where we join with Peter in saying, well friends, let me share with you who you are, what you can do because of what you have. Think about those three phrases as we move through uh, the text of, of 1 Peter this morning. Who we are, who you are, what we're called to do, what we can do, and what we, what we have enjoyed, what we've in, uh, experienced. Peter says in verses 2 and 3, like newborn babes, this is who you are, your newborn babes crave spiritual milk. Start off in this journey of faith in the right way, and, and many of us, We've started off this journey of faith thanks to our mothers drinking that pure spiritual milk of the truth, God's word, as they shared with us those, those Bible accounts. We call them Bible stories, maybe. As they shared with us the love of Jesus, as they prayed with us at night, as they helped us in the, the truths of God's word, what's right and, and, and wrong. Thanks. Thank you, mothers. 
for giving to us and starting us off on this pure spiritual milk that helped us grow as newborn babes. But then the Spirit also says what you can do, though, is grow up in your salvation, carrying on with verse 2. You start off this way so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. That's what we're called to be about, maturing in our faith. And we are called to this because you have tasted that the Lord is good. Indeed, the work of his truth, his grace by faith, known by faith, the fellowship that we share as God's people, the church, even, even remotely like we are now, the blessings of our mother, our mothers, and the gift of motherhood helps us taste and see that the Lord is good. And the purpose for that is to be built into something, individually, but corporately as well. For Peter says in verse 5, you are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And this is what the people that Peter was addressing were eager to do. They were eager to be built up in the Lord in this faith, walking in the way of the truth, the life of Jesus Christ. And to see then his work building them up for the purpose of what his life in them was about. But they were called to do this in a way that glorified the Lord, was about his purpose, and would have a lasting effect upon them. You are, he says, in these truths, being built into a spiritual house. This is what's happening to you. So that you can, you are called into being a holy priesthood, a people set apart by the Lord to exercise the fullness of his gifts, all that we enjoy, all the privilege that we've been given of managing life and its resources. We are his holy priesthood to exercise the blessings of his spirit in the way in which he calls us as his privileged people. Like we've discussed in weeks past here uh, prior to Easter. It's all of the blessings of, of life that we know. Uh, the blessings of spiritual gifts, of gifts and abilities that we use in life. It's the gifts of, of financial resources, of house and home, of people that he's given to us. All of these blessings, the fullness of Christ as a holy priesthood. So that you can have then the blessing of offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's the end result of this, right? That we are his royal priesthood, holy people, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And that's gonna, only going to be possible if our lives, by God's grace, as we know it, in this faith in Jesus Christ, are built upon him the way, the truth, and the life. We know about eagerness right now, don't we? We're eager to get back into well, what we think might be normal patterns of living, but we're going to discover over the, the next months, the next weeks, a new normal. Normal is going to be maybe a little bit different than what we were experiencing some months ago. We're eager to get back to see people and, 
and, and I'm eager for us to be gathered here together and worship the Lord and, and to taste and see how good he is in the, in the word and sacrament celebration that we have as God's people. But, but that eagerness is curtailed right now. We, we're, we're called to wait so that when we have a new normal, it can be built in the right, best ways to care for one another in our, in our health and and, and, to, and to care for one another in the, in the ways so that our, we don't go through a huge second wave of this virus to, to overwhelm our hospitals. We want to do it in a way that honors our authorities and as we live under them, ultimately under God's authority. What we don't want to happen in our eagerness is to come together too quickly and fall apart. I've had nightmares. Well, not nightmares. I've had bad dreams of thinking that what I want to do with this retaining wall that I need to shore up and, and, and build a little bit is that if I don't do it right, if I don't get help in it, this is what's going to happen to it. It's going to crumble and fall apart. For those people that Peter is addressing us, that the Spirit is addressing in the Word this morning, if we're not built in the way in which the Lord God calls us to be built, our lives crumble and fall apart. For it's not us, our gifts and abilities in ourselves, It's not our own knowledge. It's not our own truth that we're defined by in life that builds us up. It is the word of the Lord. It is the power of the Spirit. It is the living Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life on which we are built for a lasting foundation unto eternity. That's why Peter would say in verse 6, See, I lay a stone in Zion. A chosen and precious cornerstone. Ah, that's how we're going to be built up in a holy, as a holy priesthood in the Lord. is to be built upon this chosen, precious cornerstone. And the Lord is saying to you and me, this is what I've done for you. That precious cornerstone is your Savior, Jesus. Philip, Thomas, my sons and daughters, you know him. He's the risen living one, the one who goes ahead of us, preparing the way for us so that we might be built up in him. So that on this precious cornerstone who forgives us our sins and gives to us everlasting life so that you can then trust in him and know that in him you will never be put to shame. Not in this lifetime according to eternal truths, And not into eternity as you're brought into him in his life. As I, the Lord, have laid a stone in Zion, a precious cornerstone for you, Jesus Christ. So that you can trust in him and that you know you will never be put to shame. So now you are. And here's where I want to take us back to our memory verse for this month of May, Colossians 3.10. So that you are now in him putting on the new self right putting on the new self being built up in him which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator you are being built up into a spiritual house as a new self in jesus christ defines you in the knowledge and image of our creator the one who has made us and made us new in christ Knowledge and image. It means that like these people that Peter was writing to, as the Spirit speaks to us, 
there's something that we're called to build upon in the way in which God is glorified and has a lasting impression then for us in life. For Peter would say, as we go on in verse 7, if you're following along, you see, to you who believe, <clears throat> pardon me, to you who believe, this stone, Christ the Lord, is precious. So on him and in Jesus, he builds our Father, the Spirit builds us into his spiritual house. We are the body of Christ. We are the church. We are the living ambassadors as God's representatives in our homes, in our communities, to the world as God's people. We are being built up into something that he wants us to be. And it's not by our doing. It's not by just my knowledge or my skills or abilities. It's by the Spirit of the Lord working in each one of us, moving us, calling us forward as, as each one of us, as God's people, live to the praise of his glory. Peter would go on, the Spirit would go on and, and give us some descriptors then of what our lives are like being built upon and being built into this, this spiritual house of the Lord, into a, a beautiful design of the Lord's making. In verse 9, we hear one of those descriptors. Go with me there. He says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. This is what we are. This is what we could even say because of Jesus, I am. I am a chosen person. Chosen. You know, oftentimes we like to put with that word chosen, the descriptor also of frozen. <laughs> Sometimes we as the body of Christ come across as being the frozen chosen. That's not true though, is it? No. We're called to be those people active in the spirit, chosen people who are a royal priesthood, active in this faith, living it out to the glory of the Lord, who are a holy nation, set apart, called out from the world to be the people of God as God's special possession. That's who you are. And I know right now, I know this for me, in the eagerness that I'm I'm, I'm experiencing and wanting to get back to, to some kind of semblance of normal, whatever that might be. I'm eager to get into my garden <laughs> with Jim. I, I'm eager to build this retaining. I'm eager to be the, the person that God wants me to be as his pe person. And right now I'm sequestered away in quarantine. It's hard. And the devil's working on us, questioning our identity. But this is who we are. Friends, child of God. Let me reassure you again this morning from the word of the Lord. You are a chosen person in the kingdom of God. He's called you to be part of his royal priesthood with the purpose of exercising the fullness of Christ Jesus in you. You belong to a holy nation. Your identity is there in that nation unto eternity as God's special possession. You belong to him. He's claimed you. That's who you are. So no matter how lonely it gets, no matter how eager we become, 
no matter what our new normal might look like down the road, know this. Verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2, of who you are. And who you are then defines what we can do as God's people. We're called then to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Just like that retaining wall has a purpose. And one of those purposes is to be used in a way that can be built up. Maybe for a, a, a patio use or a flower bed. Sam, Sam has it in his, uh, in his thoughts that he wants to use this place that we're, we're building up with this retaining wall as a, a place for a, a, a swimming pool this summer, a blow-up swimming pool that he and our dog Stella can play in. Okay, we'll see. But that's what a, a retaining wall does is it has a purpose to, to be lifted up. You too have a purpose to lift up, to declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light, Right? We have a purpose of being built as God's chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, special possession. Friends, declare his praises. You might be doing that alone right now. You might be doing that with the several people who you're self-quarantined with. But we do that together as God's people, even in this live stream opportunity. Let me share with you a little bit of the blessings. If you haven't heard about them yet, or, or have maybe have forgotten about them a little bit, the blessings that being quarantined as the church has allowed us to experience with live streaming do you know that on wednesday mornings in our wednesday in the word our bible study the the live stream study with job right now on any given week we have a hundred and fifty or so views of our bible study in job that means a hundred and fifty or so give or take are in in the word with us that's fantastic. And those people that join us are not only part of our fellowship, but they're part of the larger community within Virginia, in the United States, and even globally. People from Taiwan and the UK and Japan are joining us in the study of the Word. On Sunday mornings, as we come together to worship in this unique way, we've had an opportunity to connect with people that we haven't had a connection with in a long time. One of them is a is a member of ours who's moved to Iowa. His name is Nathan. And Nathan joins us via this live stream as he still claims Bethany as his church home. Welcome, Nathan. It's great to reconnect with you and to let you know that as a part of the body of Christ, you join with us in declaring the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And, and, and those of you who join us globally in, in, in other countries, and those of you from other states, and those of us who are, are linked together in the formality of, of membership here at Bethany, this is our call as God's people. There's lots of ways in which the praises of the Lord are being lifted up right now, even in this time of, of quarantine. So we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are God's special possession. And in verse 9, Peter goes on to say, so that you can... You can declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light so that we might have a possession. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The possession of God's righteousness itself, his mercy 
Something that we don't deserve, but we get freely. What we deserve is something else, but God gives to us his mercy is yours, my friends. That's what you have, you possess, as you're being built up in Christ Jesus. The risen, the living one, the way, the truth, and the life. The one who by grace we know our Heavenly Father in these days, as we're being built into his spiritual house and unto eternity. Boy, I'm eager. I'm eager to get back together and celebrate and worship the Lord. I'm eager to get out in my yard and build that retaining wall. I'm eager to join with Philip and Thomas asking the Lord, when might we be with you in eternity, Lord? I'm eager. I'm eager to be the child that God has called me and what he's called you to be to the glory of his name and the purpose of his being, even in these unique times. We're eager as the Lord works this out. May the peace of God that passes our understanding and keep our hearts and minds then in Christ Jesus. May the eagerness of his spirit continue to burn within you to do that which you've been called to do in Christ Jesus. To know who you are and possess what you have and to live it out into the glory of the Lord. In Jesus' name, until he returns again, may his name be glorified among us always. In Jesus, amen. Friends, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. And now move us and lead us as we live as your people in all that we, uh, we've been given, all that we possess, all that we have. Let your name be exalted. Father, we join with giving thanks to you in a Mother's Day tribute this morning, not just in these flowers, but also, Lord, in uh, this short video clip as we join in a, a few chuckles and laughter maybe among us as we give thanks for our moms. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. At this point in time, be joining in with gathering our tithes and offerings. I want to share with you a quick video clip uh, in thanks for our mothers. And then we'll speak to uh, uh, gathering our tithes and offerings, our prayers unto the Lord. First, enjoy this, my friends.